that top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby. Retro player, player N64. Cruising USA Exotica, I need some votes. Hit the floors, cause I need that flower in this hoe. Nintendo power with the power, you gon' run the show. Flow heavy on beats like a tampon. Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone. Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand off. Getting buck, hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong. Retro player, player N64. You ain't cuffing, get these. Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the World. This is episode number thirty-one, I believe. It's thirty-one or thirty-two. I'm missing the numbers. I'm doing a lot of podcasts now. But anywho, me and Shahid are back again, and we are about to talk about Rocky Balboa, the sixth installment in the Rocky uh, franchise. Uh, how's it going, Shahid? How's your day? It is going wise, going well. As I'm multitasking, talk about one of my. Actually, seems to be one of my favorite Rocky movies. Surprisingly, while making a cheesecake for work. Yes, yes, yes. He he's a man of many 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 trades. <laughs> he can do it all. Um, let's just get into it. Uh, like I told you, like I tweeted to you, I think this movie is the, his Sylvester Stallone's best written movie. Uh, he came full circle with the character of Rocky Balboa as far as uh, his writing. But let's talk about the money. The budget was $24 million, which I thought was really, really low. And, you know, it looked more like they used more than 24 but they really didn't. They, make, they definitely maximized their money. Yeah. And uh, they ended up making $156 million. Uh, Rocky is the director and writer of this movie. And it shows he's it's come a long way from Rocky 1. But I'm going to let you jump into it and... Give everybody a, what's this movie about? Uh, A retired Asian Rocky Balboa trying to get over the death of Adrian and trying to basically move on with his life is spurred back into action due to a fight night simulation between him and the current dissatisfied undefeated heavyweight champion Mason Alon Dixon. Suspense and excitement for this fight leads to a formation of exhibition fight for Mason Dixon. It's a chance for him to get some type of get his pride back, get his mojo back. And for Rocky Balboa, you know, it's an opportunity to get in the ring, see if he had that eye to tiger one more time and finally move on with his life. Like it's. It's so much to talk about this movie. First of all, was he. Was Mason Dixon. Was he really just supposed to have a fight? Was that really what it all came down to? Because it seemed like he, he didn't have any competition. He needed some. Let's start. Okay. Let's start with Mason Dixon. <laughs> this is the first Rocky movie where they don't have a villain. Mm, yeah, you're Mason right. Mason Dixon ain't the villain. He's just he's just uh, he's he's not a villain. He doesn't do anything villainous. He's no. basically a heavyweight champion that has no competition. People are tired of watching him because he basically they feel like he's just like a paper champion. The movie basically starts with him beating some guy. They throw ice at him. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He wins by a knockout and he he got a run from the rink and they throwing ice cubes at him. They don't they don't like Mason Dixon for some reason. It's because they feel like, you know, he ain't beat nobody. There's nobody to fight. And he complains like, I can't. There's nobody there. I beat everybody. 
and they can't find a fight. Like I got guaranteed fights on pay-per-view and it's like, nobody want to see those. And we need, it's, it's like Rocky one where Apollo was struggling to find a fight, but that was because somebody got injured. He beat everybody else and other people didn't want to get embarrassed. They have enough training time. Mason Dixon's a less likable version of Apollo Creed through no fault of his own. It's kind of like Rocky cleaned up that division and never, <laughs> never recovered. Okay. For anybody who doesn't know, May, uh, Mason, Mason the Lion Dixon is real-life professional boxer Antonio Tarver. Uh, are, the, are, the, are the lines blurred as far as Tarver and Dixon as far as their careers? I mean, I don't know because Antonio Tarver was always – he was like the guy that beat people more famous than him. Mm-hmm. Like when most people think of Antonio Tarver, it's like, oh, that's the guy that beat Roy Jones. That's the one that like made Roy Jones no longer look invincible. And it's like, oh, that's the guy that was in a Rocky movie. And that was the guy that got in trouble with an Instagram model before Instagram was a thing. It was the main three thing that come up from Antonio Tarver. Because, like, if you take away Roy Jones, what, what could you tell me about his career? Really nothing. Because I never even really watched Tarver like, like that. I think that. I think that Roy Jones fight was the only fight I think I actually watched that was a Tarver fight. Exactly. So it's it's definitely something there because it's like, you know, he's heavyweight champion. He's undefeated. He's won most of his fights by knockouts and no one cares. And he's just like, you know, he's there surrounded. You know, he's basically like looking for that spark that made him the champion is. And then it's the certain thing. It's like, you know what he is? He's Apollo Creed if, if Duke left. I can see that. Because think about it. When the movie start, you know, his old trainer, man, is not there anymore. He's like, that wasn't my decision. That's my team's decision. It's like, but you, you control the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and you obviously realized that was a bad move because you went back and found them and you went back and added them back to the team. Okay. Because I just, my qu- I guess my question, I, I think I probably texted you this. What, okay, was Tarver, when this movie was made, was Tarver at his peak? I mean, he had to be. Or, like, right or right before his peak ended. Because why else would they pick him? Th- and that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, why did, why did they pick Antonio out of all the boxers? And I get it. Some boxers may be like, nah, that's not my thing or whatever and stuff no, like that. It's kind of like, I mean, it might not be a thing, but it's like, it's still a Rocky movie. And, you know, some people might feel a certain way about Rocky Balboa. Some people might feel different. Like, you get the star. You get to be, like, the co-star. Because Antonio Tarver is basically the co-star in this movie. Like, you get to be the co-star in a, mate, in a Rocky movie. So, I know I know you've probably thought about how come it wasn't Roy Jones. Probably because Roy Jones lost. It's a good feeling. Like it's, I, when I watch this movie, I get the idea that this movie, Roy Jones should have been in this movie. Yeah, I guess okay. That's what I guess what I'm saying. I guess a higher profile name should have been in this in this position. Now it doesn't take away from the movie at all. I think uh, Antonio Tarver did a, uh, a decent and nice. I guess he did a good job at what he, they wanted him to do. But just the name Antonio Tarver. I mean, now, but here's okay. Here's the thing. Is this is what 2006? Yeah. So you still want to put an impression, you know, like Antonio Tarver is like a cruiserweight. 
light heavyweight. You can lie someone in those about his weight. You couldn't like it's 2006, so you're not gonna have Lennox Lewis. No, you're not gonna have like Hasim Rock. Like it's not gonna be a real heavyweight because they too big. You couldn't have got away with Tyson being in there. No, that's because that takes that takes you out of the movie. Because then it's like you watching Mike Tyson versus Rocky. <laughs> okay. That, and then it's kind of like it's not Mike Tyson now. It's like you still have to have Mike Tyson act. Nobody was trusting Mike Tyson though in the in the two thousands like that. Okay. You, see, you think about Mike Tyson like now. No, I, the, I was no. thinking because I saw him that little <laughs> clip of him, and I was just like, "Huh, that would have oh. worked." But you think about acting skills, and you think about how Tyson is now, where Tyson's more like settled. Yeah. You're not thinking like Tyson was then. It ain't no way in the world getting the acting off. First of all, <laughs> back then. And then two, it's just like you you can't if you you watching the movies like okay it's it's Rocky Balboa versus Mike Tyson I don't care what name you call him I'm watching Mike Tyson it changes the whole movie at all because then it's, cause put put it this way there's no way in the world you watching this movie with Tyson in there and thinking there's any way Rocky lives <laughs> okay. I just um, broke both his legs. It ain't no way in the world you thinking that like, oh yeah, he went ten rounds with the champ. Mike like uh, Mike Tyson will be the champ in his prime, looking the way he probably looked even then. Like, nah. You're absolutely uh-uh. right. I I'm just still stuck on the name. You know, it, there was bigger names out there, but no, not not that weight class. It wasn't not. But but the, but the way that you're saying it now for Tyson, it makes sense because. Antonio Tarver doesn't take me out of the Rocky Mason okay. Dixon. You know what I'm saying? I'm still in that mindset, oh, Mason Dixon versus Rocky, which you're right. Now, if you put Tyson there, all I'm going to be thinking is Mike Tyson versus Rocky and what the hell is going on. So you're right. The only person it might have been that could have been believe on credible is if it was Bernard Hopkins back then. And I don't know if Bernard Hopkins was big enough. That, 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 that. It. Yeah. Because you got to keep in mind, it's like it's the mid 2000s. Most of the like most of the, the popular fighters are like light. They're not heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And most of the heavyweights that are popular were like foreign. Like nobody like Rocky Balboa versus Hasim Rockman. Like, nah, it ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's not working. Uh, you know, it ain't it's not like Riddick Bo walking through that door. So Holyfield was done. So yeah, it's kind of like it makes sense that it's Antonio Tarver because it probably would have been Roy Jones had Roy Jones not lost to Antonio Tarver. Or had Roy Jones probably not said no because I don't I don't know. He thought he was going to be doing a, another Matrix movie, I guess. I don't know why, I don't know why he said no. So. <laughs> no, you, you, you got that one and done. <laughs> um, okay. It was a question I had I had to ask you about. Oh, as far as the well, I don't know. I'll wait. I'll wait till you start. You know, you know, giving okay. the description. I'll, no, you talked about how this is his best for move. I will say, from a technical and writing standpoint, and you take nostalgia out of it, like the non-Creed movies, this is the best Rocky movie. Just like movies, as, as far as like as a movie, like it's just the and it's. It's just the best because it's like it's 100 minutes. It goes through like 
And it doesn't feel light like Rocky Four, and it doesn't drag like Rocky Two. It just sells it. It tells its story, gives enough you know enough time for stuff to breathe. It's just well done. The writing, we made fun of Stallone like writing with good reason. He wrote his ass off in this movie. Yeah, like, and it's just phenomenal in this. And not just him, like the characters too, where like you care about everybody, you know why they feel the way they feel, um, and like the how they shoot the stuff, especially the final fight. From everything from the time they get in Vegas on, feels like almost like you watching a pay per view on HBO. Like how they use the camera, how they use the fight, and how Rocky, like how the fight goes. It's not like we just we just throwing punches. I'm just hitting, you know, yeah, fierce Rocky Four. It's not Rocky. Rocky boxing and Antonio Tarver's boxing and how they shoot. We'll get to it when we get to it. That fight scene is just amazing. I forgot. How, I forgot how good it was. Uh, and I, how good this movie. Like I knew this movie was good. I forgot how good it was. I hadn't watched it in a long time. This movie's excellent. I was totally wrong about this movie as far as that last fight scene, and just because of how into it i was watching it um yesterday i was like whoa like i was trying to figure out what was wrong with me then but going back to what you said about the movie i think it's a thing of when i say he came full circle with the character i think it's almost stallone the real man sylvester stallone and rocky kind of like he's so intertwined with that character everything came together with the age and getting older um with you know losing people in his life and his you know his real life and and the character of Rocky losing Adrian and all that incorporated into his writing of this film it it was just played out so well because it was like it you like you said you grew up you knew these characters you saw these characters especially with Rocky and Paulie and then you know you don't have Mickey there and how would we're seeing, you know, Rocky without Adrian, pretty much. She's there in spirit, but he, she's not there to, to, to be Rocky's his without Adrian is sad. It's very sad, and it's very poignant because it's basically showing like how old people grieve when the person they grew up was not there anymore, and it's like it's it's rough. And it's also a funny thing in Stallone career because you brought that up. It's kind of like he does this, he does Rambo. He's basically back, and then he does Expendables. Yeah, yeah. Because this basically like brings Sylvester Stallone back, and then those all of a sudden it's like from this movie and Rambo to what Creek? What now? Mm-hmm. He basically he's basically been back doing movies that people like seeing them. Like you know, people actually went to the movie theaters to see. Um, yeah, it's just. We talked about before how this movie's underrated, and it's just, I just weird because, like, no one talks about this movie. Nobody. <laughs> At all. It's like they talk about Rocky and they stop after Rocky Five and then jump to Creed. It's like, and my biggest question before we start talking about the movie does Rocky, does Rocky Five still count? Because I'm trying, because that's been the hardest thing. It's kind of like, Okay, he doesn't have the money, so certain things had to happen. But then he moves around; he's functional in a way that he wasn't in Rocky Five. I'm, I'm not even talking about the training. I'm talking about just how he carries himself. And I'm like, how much of Rocky Five exists and how much doesn't? I don't think a lot of that exists. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I said this last week. I'm. What I think is, 
I don't know. Like they don't. Exp- My it's thing is like this: Rocky ain't driving that truck to get his own deliveries if Rocky if he didn't lose his money in Rocky Five. I guess. No way it is. No, I don't because you can't say, oh, he just humble. We saw how Rocky lived in Rocky three and four. He could downsize all he want, but it's like, no. Rocky five had to have happened. Okay. I, otherwise, otherwise, the finances does, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But he seen. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I guess if you put it that way, because I just felt like that when I said last week, he didn't need to live like that no more because, you know, the kid's not there no more. You can get a nice truck. Yeah. So I'm sorry, like, once you no. brought up the truck thing, I'm like, okay, so Rocky Five, yeah. Okay, I guess. Not only that, like, you know, yeah, he have a restaurant he wanna keep busy. He getting the own food and his own ingredients and he's loading it up in his own truck and he driving around. Like, yeah, I know you living in the neighborhood and the house is nice, but I'm like, you still working. If you worth a half billion dollars, you really doing your own deliveries? Well, let's just say this. Rocky Five counts, but Rocky is living comfortable. For him. He's still working, but that's just, I guess, things. that's just to keep going. We'll, we'll see. I, 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 have my, I have my... But they never really... It's funny because, depending on who you ask, you get a different answer. And I've always wondered that. And I really paid attention to it, this movie, cause based on his, his physical, how he, how he carried himself. Because he, because especially when they get later on, you if like if you didn't see Rocky Five, you saw Rocky Four, you saw this one. The only question would be is like, how come he have his money? Everything else would be fine. Cause like Rocky's functional, Rocky's moving around, Rocky still got his jokes, and he's like you know he's just aged like a wise old man. But if you saw Rocky Five and you saw this one, it's like normally people don't age this way. And especially boxers don't age this way. Like people don't get boxers don't you know speak better as they get older. Like you see a Vander Holyfield now. Yeah, that's how they normally age. They don't age in reverse. Well, you did uh, see Rocky Five is just a mess. It just it is a mess because you're taking some of it from it, but you're not taking everything from it. Because we know how he was talking in Rocky Five. It was like yeah, he's taking too many punches, and it showed. And it was almost like in this one, well, did that happen? But then they bring it up again when he's talking about getting his license. So I don't know. That that, that Rocky Five throws a monkey wrench and everything. Well, let's get into it. To the, let's get into the movie. So it basically starts after, you know, Mason Dixon is established as being a unlikable champion. You know, Rocky's there in his row house in South Philly, wakes up, you know, Gets the bird food, feeds his turtles, does some pull-ups, you know, gets some food for his restaurant called Adrian's. You know, this basically like they, the first two minutes of the movie basically established how Rocky's living. Like Adrian died from cancer, woman cancer, as Rocky called it. So Rocky's living alone. He has a, a restaurant. Nice, it's like it's doing decent. You know, not super busy, not empty. Like, you know, he's got a life. You know, people still know him. People still respect him. And he seemed like, you know, he's comfortable. And he's going to all these, you know, artifacts. You know, the skating rink that's broken down. Goes to graveyard, talks to Adrian. All these places remind him of Adrian. So you realize, like, yeah, Rocky is older. But Rocky ain't the same moving forward. And if you ain't sure, 
Paulie is there to let you know that, yeah. Was it was this supposed to be the anniversary? Because he said you do this every year. It had to have been. Okay. And, and Paulie's basically at the point where it's, and you know what's funny with this movie? Mm, I, I can't be too mad at I can't be too mad at Paulie. Oh, even you, though he's the free, it's like he got a point. It's like you reminiscing about all these good things. I treated her like trash. We just live like we not living. We just talking about old stuff that's never going to change. I can't do this shit no more. And he got a point. It's like you know, Rocky just existing. Yeah, I can't hate. I can't hate on him for that. But you know, you did make the bed, so you got to lie in it. But I get yeah. he's telling Rocky like. He's also telling Rocky, like, you get, we got to move forward, too. So, yeah. That's the whole point of moves, like, moving forward. And Rocky can't move forward. Like, he's doing stuff to keep himself busy, you know. And Paulie's trying to do the best he can. But it was like, you know, they just see ghosts. And they just show how empty Rocky's life is because the son busy working. I don't know where his son working, what type of job he got. His boss is just talking to him like trash. And mm-hmm. let's talk about let's talk about Rocky Jr. <laughs> Who I one thing I remember from this movie is how unlikable he was. Oh, Milo. Um, Milo Ventimiglia, Ventimiglia you from Heroes. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, I don't know. How, that's like the perfect casting for him to be his son because just for reasons. But uh, he is not likable at all in this movie. Um. He's, he has a lot of resistance. Okay. Life, and they talk about you. I'm just trying to get down on my job because you my dad. And they making fun of me. And da, 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 da. No, I ain't showing up for dinner. He just. Rocky Jr. sounds like he's in high school. He's like a high school kid. He sounds like he's an angry high school kid. And it's supposed to be a grown ass man. You know what he sounds like? He sounds like how people think millennials sound like. And it's funny because millennials weren't even a thing yet. And that's the first thought came, like, you know, the only thing I'm missing is some avocado toast. <laughs> Which is tasty. Because he just, he just written off like this, un, you know, entitled, obnoxious brat that's complaining about how life is hard and he can't move anywhere because it was that is. And it's something to be said about that. It's hard living under the shadow of a famous father. And he lives in Philly. And it's like Rocky is treated like royalty. You know, everyone still knows who he is. 95% of people who see him still respect and love Rocky. And I say 95%. We'll get to the 5% that don't. Mm-hmm. But it's, everyone knows Rocky. Everyone still respects Rocky. Rocky's there. And it's like you're the son of Rocky Balboa. And you live in the same city as him. Yeah, it's going to be tough dealing with it. But like, that ain't Rocky fault. And that ain't like, get over it. Like, you got to do something. And he, yeah, every time he came up. I was just annoyed because he was like, it ain't his fault. It's written that way. But it's like, this kid's just a punk. Yeah. He's a, he's How a, Rocky, Rocky raised a loser. He, he don't want to take responsibility for his own life. <laughs> that, that's, in that, that's known a lot before we get to the third act because the first two acts, this guy's a crybaby. <laughs> yes. It is very noticeable how much of a crybaby he is. So... That's basically established, you know. So you see Rocky's like with his restaurant, as Paulie basically said, you know, an Italian restaurant with a bunch of Mexican cooks ain't so special, Rock. But Oh, he's like keeping it classy. <laughs> but it's like Rocky's evolved because he got this restaurant. Whoever's working's working. You yeah. know. 
Would you think that Rocky or Rocky One, Rocky Two would have Mexicans working at his restaurant named after his wife? I mean, if uh, old boy was there, he probably wouldn't. Tony, your man, <laughs> hooked him up because you know. Sorry, don't push no rooms, Rock. <laughs> you know, you know he won't go have that. Why you got? Why? Why you got? You need to have some color in here with your cooking. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Who else there that gets a meal all the time? End up being end up washing dishes. Spider Rico. Spider Rico. And I'm laughing. I was like, I hadn't thought about him since Rocky won. And they like, he just comes here and gets food. God bless you, Rock. Man, look out for him. Man, I, Rocky got a good kind oh, heart. I mean, Rocky got a big heart. So it's just funny, you know, seeing that. And then later on, it's like, you know, I just need to do something. I always come and eat. Let me let me work. So, and then he ended up being in Vegas. And I just got to talk about the point. It gets to the point. He's doing the prayer. He goes to with with them in Vegas. It's Puerto Rico. That and and you know what I thought figured at that point because when I looked at who was uh you know his team coming to the ring, I was like that's his family and friends now. At that point, that that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that happens, and then he runs into old Marie from Rocky, <laughs> all grown up. The one that said, you know, buzz off, creepo. And she's, you know, and she's grown. And it's like, she looks like, I don't know if that's the same actress or not. I'm not, I, I, I think it is. I think I did read that's the same girl. Yeah. It's like, she looks, you know, age appropriate. And I know I made a comment to you. I'm like, yeah, Rocky should have married her. You made a comment. And right after you make a comment, my, my wife makes a comment and said, wait a minute, she's too young for him, right? And I'm just like, technically, I mean, no. She's probably in her late 30s, mid-30s. I mean, here's the thing. It's an age gap. It's definitely an age gap. But they're both adults. But, like, by that point, it's more like, it's not as creepy if she's in her late 30s, early 40s, and he's in his late 50s, then it's like back in Rocky 1. Yeah. He's like 32, 33, and she's like, what, 15, 16? Yeah. Like by that by that once you know once y'all both over forty who cares yeah like the age stuff goes out the window at that point so it's there and it's like oh you know you remember me and he's like oh Marie you know you remember the old girl then he's like you know he remember the he remember the comment when she called me creepos like mm-hmm. you know yeah mm-hmm. the classics don't die and they just reminisce and everything like that and he did he feels some warmth and he don't know how close to get and everything and all of that and it's like you know he can give you a ride. And, and okay, I got some questions. About that five percent cover. Okay, I I got some questions. I know alcohol makes as bravery where it doesn't belong, and I know people can act disrespectful regardless. It ain't who is this white trash group of people that's mouthing off at Rocky Balboa in Philadelphia? Well, the girls were young. So I think they know who Rocky is, but they don't know. That dude, he knew better. And oh, you don't, want, you don't want none of this? What you old, you old man? Forget you then. I'm just trying to do you a favor. This is old bitch right here. You think she better looking than me? And she just so, it reminded me so much of um, Blake Lively from the town. Oh, <laughs> like this, so, just mouthing off. You think you better than me? I, you think she look better than me? Look at she all always think all sag and stuff. And then the dude's like, oh, you better walk away. Look at you. You're a punch drunk, goofy bastard. And he just mouthing. I'm like, 
I'm just trying to think of this ain't Rocky. Was, this is not Rocky in a wheelchair or handicap. <laughs> like, this would be the equivalent of somebody talking trash to Allen Iverson right now. Like somebody from Philadelphia, like you that's why you ain't shit. Kobe always been better. Like, no, you getting shot. <laughs> like it's like it's certain people like Philadelphia, it is certain people you are not talking about. And they are established Rocky royalty. And this dude just all run. You remember I sent you the clip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I you, and I'm just sitting here like the audacity is Marie's like, oh, you know, it's okay. Brush it off. He's like, no little Marie. No. <laughs> and it's the first time you see the fire from Rocky. He go out there and he don't he could have beat the brakes off him. He just rough him up like, you know, you need to apologize and wash your mouth. Like the old Rocky. Like Rocky one, Rocky two just peaked out. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, I'm measured. I'm not a goon no more. I can still go those goon tendencies if I want to. Uh, which I thought the scene was pretty good. But again, like you said, you gonna you gonna try to square up on Rocky? Like what? <laughs> he could knock your head off, clean, easy. Okay. <laughs> oh, and then it's the real funny part when it's like you know. He's debating how close he wants to get with her, and he meets her son. And at first, Rocky's like, oh, I see him, you know, that long, bushy Irish hair. It's like, no, the other one. And it's a light-skinned black dude with, with like, braids. He's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, the dad's from Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica, European. Been on a cruise ship? <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, I laughed so hard at that. Oh, Rocky. Rocky uh, peeking out there, showing his... Uh... No, it's not like he's been racist. He's just ignorant. Like, he don't know any better. It's like, I don't know. What, did he graduate high school? You know he did. I mean, I don't remember. He said in Rocky Five. I think he said in Rocky Five he didn't. He said, you know, I never finished school. I said something yeah. like that. So, I'm not, I can't be too surprised. It was just, I almost choked laughing. Oh, Jamaican European. <laughs> you meet on a, yeah, Marie got her groove back. <laughs> I'm, I met I met somebody working on a cruise ship. I came back with a baby. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Rocky just—it's not like Rocky ain't racist. I just trying to figure out, like you know, Rocky trying to find logistics of how interracial relation. I mean, to be fair, it would have been like the seven, like what the seventies, eighties. That wouldn't have been that. It wouldn't have been that common in Philly. So I can understand Rocky's like confusion because we're looking at it based on two, the two thousands when he's all grown up. Yeah, and he that was kid, a kid, what teenager? Yeah, I think he's supposed to be like. I guess I'm gonna say he's supposed to be sixteen at least. Sixteen, seventeen. So more than likely, this happened what late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, that's gonna be noticeable. You living in South Philadelphia with your interracial, with your biracial baby, um, the neighbors gonna be like, "Oh, Marie, what's what's going on over here? Who you got here?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. So, I'm sure Steph's been shot at a lot. Yeah, Steph's look and Steph's look at Rocky like, "Who this?" <laughs> yeah, and Rocky feeling the Rocky feeling like, you know, I do something wrong. Like Rocky feeling the tension. And he don't know, like, and it's not like steps on my right. So, like, who's this? Who's this strange dude around my mom? You know, being protective, like, but the vibe is definitely there because he eyeballing Rocky, like, like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, he, I, I, yeah, he doing what a son should do. He's absolutely doing, like, who's this? Who's this Joker? 
Meanwhile, back in the Tarver State, with his big house, with the you know you know a house look fancy because it got the glass windows instead of walls, everything, and everybody, and he got the entourage and the and the white management, including Lou DeBella, real life boxing promoter and manager. And they try and talk about, you know, we try and get you a fight and everything like that. And yada, yada, yada. And he ain't trying to hear all that. Like, I'm the champ. And da, da, da. Like, nobody wants to see you no more. So he bounced out, goes back to his old gym where his old trainer's there. Basically, like, I guess knew him from Jump Street. Like, you know, he made it out the hood from having pride and not being told no. And you got to find that again. And he out there just got to find it. And it's like, you know, you would remember that if you didn't kick me out. <laughs> he had to throw that salt in the wound. Like, yeah, man, you kicked me out. I'm gonna let you know about it. And then guess what? Like, anything I can do with you? you give me some of that money. He's like, <laughs> I like you, but not that much. Dang, cause he gave him some dough. But he hired him back though. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. So it's just, but they do enough to like flesh out Mason Dixon, where he's not just, I'm just, a, I'm not Union Kane. I'm actually a human being. But like, you know, I had my fire. And I need to find it myself. Like, I need... I, basically, like, if you don't got a challenge, you don't function well. Mm-hmm. Like, sharks, sharks are always moving forward. You ain't moving, you dead. And he's, like, Mason Dixon, like that person. <sighs> you know, we talked about online about how this whole... With the plot of this movie, I'll start. And it's, like, basically somebody load up Fight Night Champion <laughs> and put on, like, coach mode. And it's like, what would happen... If Rocky Balboa fought Mason Dixon, and we're going to predict it by a fight night. Yeah, that's what it was. And everybody watches and getting hyped. So they're showing this like a sports center, like the 7 o'clock time slot. Oh, boy. Because, it, it, you know, you you when you had texted me that, and I was like, yeah, it is. I think I was right behind you watching it. And then I was like, holy shit, this is fight night. <laughs> I was like, they they literally did what you just said. They just said, okay, we're going to see how it play out. We tabulated how it would be based on our algorithms. And like, you know, video games are racist. <laughs> we just program, and they just, just trying to make out like, and it's funny when you break down the fight, talking about, you know, Rocky's been in wars, Rocky got the chin, the demon, you know, stamina and everything like that. And, and only one person's like, well, Mason's a better athlete. Like, this is... Rocky was the man in the 80s. This is the 2000s. This is like, people... It's like comparing athletic-wise, like, Magic Johnson and Ben Simmons. Like, it's... It's not fair. Mm-hmm. And they did it. They put it out, and people watching it. Mason watching this. like, what is this shit? Mm-hmm. And he, he ain't rushing off. And other people getting all hyped. And like Paulie came home, you know, he's like, I took all work to see this Rocco. Turn, turn the channel. Let's just watch it. Yeah, come on, Paulie. I'm time for this. That Mexican stewardess cussing him out. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That ain't the first that ain't the first time she probably dealt with Paulie, you can tell. Like mm-hmm. she just had some animosity going on. So wait a minute. Did didn't we get Rocky Jr. seeing it first? Oh yeah, he's everyone's seeing it. Like, yeah, he saw it, and like his friends are like picking it up. Like, yeah, that's it. That's his scene right there. Spawn a Rocky. He hating, hating hard this, too. This descendant. Rocky <laughs> Junior is livid. Like, man, I wish my daddy name was Jake. <laughs> <laughs> he is tight. 
And yeah, I think so. And somehow everyone is getting hype. Yeah. Stop Real hype over like a video game stimulation to the point where it's like, oh, people talking about it. And Rocky like, oh, no, maybe I'll get in the gym. Do a little fighting. Like, you want to train Paul? And Paul like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I got a job. Like, you need to. Oh, you been dragging me with Adrian all the time. Now you want to fight for what? And he like that. And he ain't wrong. And his son like, what are you doing? Well, his son be selfish. What are you doing? You about to embarrass me again? I'm just moving forward, and now this stupid fight night champion came out, and now you talking about fighting? They gonna make fun of me? Is it? Is this an ego thing? Like what? What? Yo, it was. It was like Rocky Junior. Almost made you feel like that Rocky was the villain. That's almost mm-hmm. what they were trying to make you feel like he was. Oh, I'm gonna get back in the ring and fight just to make my uh, son mad. What the hell is going on? What is wrong with uh Rocky Jr.? Should have got should have kept the other kid. <laughs> yeah, that's see Rocky spent all that if he spent more time raising his son instead of Tommy Gunn, a lot of these problems would have been solved. Instead, Paulie was doing the heavy lifting early, and then when Adrian died, it's probably a wrap. So Hey, hey, and that's what I wanted to ask you. I have an uh idea that their relationship got strained when she died because it's almost like they don't even talk. Like they may speak here and there, but it's like, nah, they're not close. Like they used to be no more. Yeah. Cause they live in the same city and don't see each other. He got to sneak up at the job. Oh, you know, I just came here before you busy. just wanted to talk to you. You don't talk to me. What are you you doing here, dad? Uh, I got to go to work. I got to go like, yo, okay. All right. That's how y'all carrying it now, but yeah, that that's definitely what I was thinking. That her death, you know, just drove them apart more. Because and when you even think about it too, it's like you said, Rocky. He's staying still, you know. He's still stuck, you know, thinking about Adrian, thinking about the old times. And to Rocky Junior's credit, he's trying to live his life now. He's trying to. I guess get through some things, but it still doesn't make him right on some of the shit that he was doing, though. Yeah, so you know, Rocky's trying to figure out what he wants to do, so he's going to get his, you know, boxing license, and you know, like you said, a few local fights. And this is where I realized, okay, so basically, he passed all his medical examinations. Mm Mm-hmm. How? Uh, because. If I read it right, Sylvester Stallone said back in Rocky Five, uh, whatever that thing or whatever he had was, they said that he had. Okay. They didn't know enough information, or they didn't do their due diligence. Due okay. diligence on it. It's what cool. What about everything before Rocky Four? Are you just talking about just <laughs> in his late fifties? He been fighting all that time, and it's like, ah, yo, you cool. You passed all your barriers at the time. Really? Apollo damn near killed him. Come on, knocked him out. I'm like, that's not how things work. No, we're not going to do this. We are not going to do this. You're not going to be able to throw that out there when I kept telling you about his damn eye on Rocky too, And they said, oh, if you get hit in again, you're going to go blind. And we just ignored that throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, so he's fine. If his eye can stay, if he can stay seeing, he can fight. Mm-hmm. And they like, but we can't do this because like you're old. 
And you like, then why you had me do the test in the first place? It's like, we try to protect you. It's like, and this is where Sylvester Stallone's whole manifest destiny thing come in. Like, doesn't someone have the right to be able to do whatever they want to do if they're not hurting anybody? Like, if I'm taking responsibility, I should, I'll be, I'll be Daniel Bryan, I should be able to fight for my dream and you stopping me? Yeah. Damn, that was a Daniel Bryan, too. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. What did he say? When I, when I text you, you know that thing that broke down the street? It's like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, the Bill of Rights? Yeah, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> that piece of paper. Declaration of Independence, yeah. So, yeah, he didn't graduate. He didn't graduate from high school. So, he basically, like, kind of fought, like, basically saying, you know, it's my life. I should be able to decide what I do with my life and handle the consequences. And they're like, if you die, we all going to jail. But <laughs> pretty much, because <laughs> they basically said that at the fight, it's like you know something happened. It's gonna be a disaster. You know they gave him a license, and it was under controversy. And yeah, they would be. You get this old ass man, you know, the license to fight again. But um, so anyway, he gets that. Mason Dixon hears about it, and they like, oh, you get this fight, this exhibition, and he like, for what? He old. Like if I, I'm not proving nothing by beating him. And they're like, there's nobody else to fight. You can go ahead, you know, dance around a little bit. Don't hurt them. And then you show that you're, like, noble and likable. And then you can boost up the next fight. Which is, like, makes sense, you know, exhibition with the champ. Almost kind of like Rocky IV. Yeah. Where we going? What was Rocky? They were going, were they going 10 rounds at Rocky IV? No. We're going like three. Um, they never said how long they were going. Yeah, I noticed, but I saw it on the um when they you know the first round started and Rocky Balboa said uh one of one of uh one round for no, ten rounds or whatever. So they were yeah, going this one. Yeah, so they never said like how long Rocky Four fights were to be, and <laughs> we ain't got to worry about that, do we? <laughs> you know what's shocking? I just think about we didn't get the Apollo flashback either. Huh? I mean, cause it's like it ain't gonna be that much. It's basically Apollo beating him up. Yeah, I mean, you. I feel like we got a lot of the other uh, flashbacks, though. I thought we got, we got a, a lot of we got a lot of Clubber Lane. We got a lot of flashbacks of him beating up black people <laughs> and a few of Drago, but we didn't get that much of Creed. Uh, you know what? I hate you right there. They no, did show it. They did show Big Big Bank Hank, whoever that guy he beat, they go to five and zero. Like we saw, we saw some slow mo of the Rocky beating up black people. <laughs> well. Yeah. So, so basically, so you know, they decide on the fight. They're gonna go ahead and have the fight. They convince Mason. You know, Rocky's like cool. And my favorite scene, and one of my favorite scenes of all the Rocky movies, come up when Rocky and his son had that speech because his son buff off again. Like I'm finally doing something in my life, and you about to embarrass me. You need to think about what you're doing. And Rocky just goes off. He's like, you know, I had when I had you, I thought you're gonna be the best son in the world. You're gonna be this perfect son. And I used to be able to hold you in my hand. I did my best to try to raise you. And, and you were doing fine. And then somewhere you lost your way and you blaming everybody else for your problems and blame me as your shadow. He's like, let me tell you how the world works. You know, the world ain't sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes you're gonna get knocked down. It's not about how you get knocked down. About how you, you know, handling getting knocked down, pick yourself back up, and how you deal with it. Cause like the life, if you gonna, you ain't gonna fight for yourself, nobody gonna fight for you, and you need basically like man up. And he just, he ain't hollering at him, but he just like you know, 
basically be a man because the world ain't fair and you got to be tough to handle it. He's, and he still got love you like, you know, you're the best thing in my life and I'll always love you. But if you don't love yourself, can't do nothing about it. And you also like, don't forget to say goodbye to your mother. <laughs> man, let me tell you. He something. about to cry and the son about to cry and the son just walk off and like. It is the best. I'm going to tell you something. As far as Sylvester Stallone goes in movies, this is the best acting I've seen him do. As far as just like one take, I don't know how many takes it took. But that scene alone, just what he said, the way he said it, is one of my favorite Sylvester Stallone uh, scenes. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I know a lot of people talk about this scene because it's basically like showing how, you know, the dichotomy between like old people and young people. Like Rocky wants the best for his son. His son needs to just like man up. And he trying to do it in a way that don't come off as like I'm hollering at the son, but it's like stop blaming me for your problems. Yeah. So and then, you know, his son gets get then they had a press conference and hmm. you know, talking all this trash as he said, like, you know, what you think going what you think gonna happen? I get mad he gets hurt. Yeah. Basically, it's like, you know, like, what y'all trying to do? I know y'all saw this video game, but come on now. And Rocky there being all chill and stuff, and you like, you know, you ain't upset. You ain't so upset a little bit. And like, no, you old. And I would be remiss if I didn't forget about Skip Bellis, basically trash and Rocky. What do you call him? Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> and Balboa Soros. It's going Balboa Soros. They was trashing Rocky. Like, <laughs> Put some respect on the champ's name. Overrated. This man damn near died in Russia. You said overrated. Oof. So, so the training comes on. And this is got I laugh so hard. Cause I, this When I remember this much, I remember the training aspect. Because Duke finally shows up. And he's like, you know, you've been doing this your whole life. So we don't need to like basically we don't need to talk about the old stuff. You already know about boxing. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, to beat this guy, you need speed. You ain't. You don't him. have. <laughs> and you know, you can't do. You no, know, you got bad knees, so hard running is out. You got arthritis oh. in your neck. Wait a minute. My man said he had calcium deposit in his knees. What yes. is that, Shahid? What does that tell me? What you think it is? It's I... rocks. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Organic rocks. <laughs> you know they say good drink calcium for strong bones. Uh-huh. Imagine that shit in your joints. That's oh. what it is. Rocky's. That's why when you old at like the body ain't made for physical activity over and over again. It's fine when you hit a certain age and then it catch up to you and you start hearing stuff creaking and cracking and shit. Gotcha. So, and he's like, you know, you can't run, you can't spar, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of like, you know, basically how we're going to beat you, we just got diesel brute force strength, you know, hits so hard, you rattle his ancestors. Like, when you hit him, it's like he kissing, the, he trying to kiss an express chain, and he do the thing with his neck, <laughs> and it cracked both sides, and I'm like, ugh. He's like, let's build some hurting bomb. So basically, Rocky plan is, I'm going to get diesel strong and just be a old, be a strong old man and beat the shit out of him like a country <laughs> mess. That's, That's it. Rocky Plant. That is it. Hey, nothing else. And this explains so many kung fu movies now. Cause I'm like, yeah, how is he gonna beat him? 
Because it's like, he don't got the size advantage. He's definitely not going to have the speed advantage. So how he going to train? It's like, I'm just going to get strong as hell. That's it. That and is laugh. But how many YouTube videos? You see the old man, they look all old. And then he put them hands on you. He be knocking out young dudes. Mm-hmm. So really they say old man strength. Nope. And this is it right here. And Rocky invented CrossFit. Because <laughs> his training is basically I'm just lifting heavy shit over and over again. He's squatting four plates on each side for like two reps. Whatever, whatever he, whatever he found, he was lifting. Man was up in the beard, all types of stuff. I was like, Jesus. And then he grabbing his wrists and stuff. Like it's just showing, like you know, I still got the arthritis, but like you know, the training music come on. And I'll say this. This movie is more updated than Rocky V ever was, as far as like the music and the training. It's like this feels like a modern movie. Rocky V felt like it was like pandering, trying to be my like it was like you know, cosplaying like it's blackface. Yeah, it was pandering to a, a certain doc, you know, demographic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that shit. I really do hate that. His parents that demographic, but yo, no. But this movie, right? You know, it's like he's training, and Mason ain't training that hard. Not at all. He just shadow boxing and everything like that. Cause it's like you know, Mason, like as a walk in the park, it ain't no big deal. And then Rocky training, he doing uppercuts with barbells, and he doing that run better than he did at Rocky Five. Yes, he is. And I was just like, damn, he running up the steps better. Yeah. It's like he move, he running the snow, he punching the bag, he doing like he's basically training how CrossFit people train now, and he was doing it back then. So Sylvester Stallone always been above the curve when it comes about training, and he just you know I'm just gonna get power. And Paulie let him back in the meat and um the meat house one more time, have him hit the bag, you no know, have have him um, hit the meat. Before you go there, keep that. Okay, this is after uh, Paulie is let go, right? He sneak him mm-hmm. in there. Okay. Have, oh, you, yeah. have, have you ever seen the cutout version of that? Of him getting, uh, him having that talk with Rocky after he got uh, fired? He means like, oh, I got, oh, you talking about, oh, I got retired. I retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's an, it's an extended. It's no, I didn't see the extended. I saw one like, you know, most people retire, they get a watch. You get me. I got a watch. Oh. You got me a watch. Okay. I got two watches. Let me tell you something. It's a reason why they took it out, and I, I think because I think they because they knew it was gonna be way too heavy. But if you ever get a chance on YouTube or I mean I mean it might be on the DVD or whatever you got, watch it because it's Pauly basically breaking down everything. I'm talking about him breaking down about uh, Adrian. Yeah, but if you ever get a chance, watch that scene. Watch that scene of him uh, breaking everything down to Rocky because he just go into it. I'm just like, damn, Burt Young was in his bag. Yeah, because he's basically telling Rocky, like, you know, whatever it is you got to do, deal with it and get over with it so we can move forward in life. Because you ain't moving forward. Like, you know, you got a demon. Lacey side, you know, you got some demon. You got something in your basement. And you got to empty that shit. And empty it. Like, and kudos to Marie. Because Adrian would have been like, Mr. Terry Rocky, you can't win. Don't <laughs> you own. You have a heart attack. I want to see you die. She definitely would have told him he can't do it. Yeah, and what did Marie say? Fighters fight. There's obviously something you got to do. So go ahead and do it and be done with it. And it is what it is. 
And that's why I said he should have married Marie. Because Marie was that once she realized she because she's trying to figure out why are you so nice to me? Yeah. You like what to? And once she realized, okay, I can trust this dude. He ain't trying to use me, anything like that. Cool. They was all cool. He cool with steps. He changed the light bulb and um front door. They get a dog and everything all cool. It was like it just took to that point. And you know how I know she's down for it? When they get to Vegas, she brings a picture of Adrian. Maybe this might bring you some good luck, something to think about. You know how down you gotta be. You bring it, you know, you bring in a dead wife for inspiration. And it ain't and it's not like threatened by that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm almost subject to think like, okay, what happened? Why did why didn't they invest in her in Creed One and Creed Two? But I can I, I can sort of understand why too, because it was just like he this is probably like the first woman he probably talked to since his you know wife died or whatever stuff like that. So it probably kind of fanned out because he's probably still. You know, I don't even know where the actress, one. I don't even know where the actress is, and two is like it's only so much time in that movie, and it's, and it's a Creed movie. It's not a rock. Yeah, I understand that, but she could have like they didn't even have to have her a lot. Just like maybe like, oh, you know, I got a girlfriend or whatever, blase, blase. But I get yeah, it. Whole, but no, no, why she's not in there? Because if she's in there, why is Adonis gonna have to be there to inspire Rocky to do, do chemo? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Because Marie ain't gonna be like, oh, I guess she's just gonna die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they stop fighting. Yeah. That makes sense. But I did think that at first, but now that you say that, yeah. Because they needed that. And, and it was, again, putting Rocky, like, in that situation of him being by himself. Because now he doesn't, well, we'll get there, but yeah, he's by himself again. And then they do the weigh-ins. And this is why I have a question. So, they are come to believe that in basically, what, 20 years, Rocky's only gained 15 pounds? Because <laughs> Rocky was looking like a cut, like Rocky V, Rocky 40, like a cut 200, 202 pounds. And in this way, he 217. That's real good discipline. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know if that, I don't, I don't know if that's really true. I mean, are we not sure? Because we made the joke, and it's like they played off like saying, oh, you know, Mason, then he, he was taking easy on his training. One person looked a lot better than the other when they take their robes off. On some great white hype shit. Yeah, Rocky. Because Rocky looked ripped. Yeah, he he had an eight-pack. Damn near 20. And I'm like, how? I know how, but even with... No, I'm sorry. Even with... Because I'm like... Chris Jericho don't like that. <laughs> not at all. Sylvester Stallone got busy in the gym. A lot of people get busy in the gym. Do not look like that in their damn fifties. Well, look, do you want me to? He went to the lab and got busy to the gym. A lot of people got. Oh, you don't think people in wrestling don't know where the lab at? Of course. Because <laughs> Mickey I, Rourke, Mickey Rourke went to the lab for the wrestler. He won as old as um Rocky is and Rocky Balboa, and he and it's like. And Mickey Rourke was like, yeah, I train how the wrestlers train. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. When they asked him how he got in shape. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, well, people hate to bring it up, but whatever. Uh, yeah. 
And then one of my favorite lines when, like, you know, when you run into him, like, you know, you're just going to take it easy. You just, just dance around. No big thing. It's like that. He's like, you know, plenty of people come to Vegas to lose. I didn't. He dropped that line so smooth. I was like, I had to rewind. I was like, damn. That's just an awesome-ass line. About and it. you would never think Rocky would say something like that, but like Rocky at the point where like Rocky and OG. Yeah, because Mason Dixon keep playing him for a sucker. Like, I get it. You young, you the champ, you on top of the world. But I still uh, knock your ass out. But what Mason says is like, if you hurt me, if you crowd up on me, like, I'm going to knock you off the paint, basically. Like, you know, I'm cool as long as you cool. Don't try, he's like, don't try no shit with me. Like, I will knock you out. Where has Rocky ever tried any shit in anybody except for Rocky one? He's fighting the damn damn bar. Yeah, but no, he this whole thing's like this. Rocky's a myth to these people. True. So they don't know. It's like, oh yeah, Rocky fought Apollo Creed and Clever Lang and Drago. But that's like twenty think about it. That first Rocky fight with Apollo Creed is like the mid seventies. Mm-hmm. So we talking thirty years ago. Yeah, so you're right. He's like he's like a ghost. He's a, they, it's something that they haven't seen. So okay. they, it's like Bigfoot. But my thing is, so Rocky got to be okay. They say his late fifties. He yeah. got to be like fifty nine, fifty eight, fifty nine, not sixty, because he's like thirty in Rocky one or thirty one. He's got to be thirty. Cause I'm a, 30 I'm, 30 of yeah, so he got if he ain't 60, he like 59. Yeah, I'm gonna say between 56 and 59, he's somewhere in that age. I'll close to 59. Probably. Yeah, so but so it's like they don't know, you know, it's kind of like when people online talking about Michael Jordan. Like if you how old are you? I am 39, sir. 39, I'm 40. So our age, we saw Jordan when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. So we know how good Jordan was because we saw the age we respected. If you're like even like 32, 33, you might have saw Jordan. You're like, what, nine? It was like, yeah, I saw Michael Jordan, but I don't know how good he is. It's like, it's basically like me talking about like watching like Bob Backlund. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's like even, or even it's weird when it's like, you know, I respect Bobby a lot more as I older than I was my son. When I was younger, I was like, okay, is this some dude? When I got older and I realized what I was watching, then I realized how good it was. So it's this whole thing. They know about Rocky. They don't really know about Rocky. Like yeah. the Burt Sugars in them, like, because there's a lot of real life people in like the Jim Lampley's age and all them, Larry Merchant, they know about Rocky. Max Kellerman's like, oh yeah, I remember Rocky when I was a little baby. Yeah, but you telling me Skip Bell is going to say he overrated? So he saw Bright. So in this world, he saw Rocky. I mean, it's Skip Bayless. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, it ain't. It's it not as bad as Will Bond basically calling you know, Apollo Creed a dirt bag for having the baby out of wetlock. Jeez. Because that happens on Creed. That's a PGI segment. This tarnishes the legacy of Apollo Creed. Having baby mama drama. It got it got to tarnish it. Nobody cares. Muhammad Ali's legacy ain't tarnished. And you know how many kids he got. It's just amazing. Like, that would be a story on PTI. Which is <laughs> this, I, the sad thing about it, I could see somebody say, maybe not Will Bond, but you know who, an old fat man on uh, 
No, it would be it would be Will Bond because I that. Oh, it was definitely Will like what it says. Yeah, it would be. I, oh, I in, between bites, in between bites of ribs. <laughs> so, so my favorite part of the movie comes is fight night. You know, fight about to start. Rocky comes out. Pauly had a song, Sinatra High Hopes, because Pauly going to have the tie thing. And Paul basically gave the speeches like, you know, whatever demons you got after this is over, get rid of it. I love you. Now let's just grow. Let's let's move on with life. And that's the realest Paulie ever been. Mm-hmm. Paulie, like, you know what? I know why you're doing what you're doing. I understand that. But after this is over, just do what you need to do and just move forward with life. And, and Rocky's like, you know what? Whatever happened, I'm going out like I'm coming in. Fine. He all cool. His son there supporting him. Because, like, you know, and the other the other surrogate stepson there and everybody there, Marie there in the crowd, they come out high hopes. And I made this joke to you about that song. I'm wondering when Hustle and Flow came out. It had to have come out around this time. I'm trying to think. Was it 2000? Hold on, I'm going to look. Hustle and Flow came out like 2000s. It's not, I think it came and out the like same year. Did it come out the same year? It had to have been. Because think about it. Hustle and Flow come out. Denar Sutton. Mark Henry has that song. And then this song is in Rocky Balboa. It came out 2005. So it came out a year before. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, it had to have been around the time. I'm like, it's a little on the nose that Three Six Mafia is there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> that had to have been there because they was popping. And I know it made you like, this is the B-side to Mark Henry song. I'm like, <laughs> I first heard this, I'm thinking like, yeah, I know exactly who this is. Cause like, it's a Three Six Mafia song from that time frame because that's when they were hot and everybody was getting on there. And it was like, Mark Henry got that song that was like this. And then Mason Dixon come off the song and people booing. And let's just say how they shoot it. So they basically shooting like it's an H-field pay-per-view. You notice the camera change, the camera view changes? Yes. Yes. Like it looks like a pay-per-view mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Like the whole movie looks like a movie till they get to the fight. And it ends like you watching on TV. And I'm like, that is so slick. And that is what threw me off. When you had when you had uh texted me that, I was like, that's what it is. That's what it has to be. Maybe somewhere in my mind back then, I was just like, oh, why they do that? And I was so used to still being shot in film that I didn't realize they went to pay-per-view form. And I was just like, damn, this shit looks good. So, and, they got my, and they got the real people like Lampley, M- Merchant, and Kellerman there. They got Michael Buffer there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just film. Like, the crowd. And that's the first time the crowd looked like a real heavyweight crowd. Yeah, like that crowd look like it's like a big, and it's funny how we've seen all. The, maybe because the other fights were like in the spec, like the Philly Spectrum and stuff like that, they seemed like they were just local spots. So I'm like Rocky. Beside Rocky Four, it never seemed like he was like in a real big crowd. Mm. Rocky Four in Russia for the only time it seemed like it was like yeah. this huge crowd. You're the right. other one seemed like like uh, like a house show, mm. and this one like they in Vegas. You know who would be out. Like it'd be Ja Rule would definitely be in there trying to bump some seats. <laughs> like, you know, and then and then Tyson there talking trash, like you a bum, you ain't beat nobody. And I forgot Mike Tyson was in this movie. Yeah, me too. And I just laughed when he popped up there. Cause I'm just wondering, like, cause yeah, Tyson would have probably been basically retired at that point, but still like around. So, like, speaking of Shadow, it's 
there's never been somebody that's cast a shadow since Mike Tyson, since Mike Tyson retired. Mayweather has come close, but it's different because he's not a heavyweight. Yeah, Just think about it. you ask you ask people like favorite boxers, they still say Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson name wasn't good since like the early nineties. Yeah, so we it's like twenty years since his prime, and people still bring him up. Yeah, it's either that or you know people bring up you know. Um, Middleweights or something like that. But. Yeah, like this. I playing like you know De La Hoya or Mayweather or Pacquiao or now it's like you know Triple G or Canelo. Like it's basically like you know after Tyson it was like Mayweather okay. up until now. People finally start talking about heavyweights like no now because they didn't because they didn't really talk about like Lennox Lewis didn't get the respect he deserved for the most part and they didn't talk about the Klitschko's. <laughs> and I was like, had a whole career basically nobody saw because they were fighting in Germany like three o'clock in the morning on like Saturday on Showtime. So they had a whole, both of them were champions like a decade, and nobody cared. So now people finally talking about it with like Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury because Anthony Joshua dropped the bag to some to some chubby dude, but that's neither here nor there. So, and I just laugh because like. Body type don't matter, as we've seen, because it's like Anthony Joshua all cut up and everything like that. Yeah, his ass <laughs> got rock. Like, all you need is weight. You don't got to just be muscle. So, Rocky's in there looking the shape he look. And Mason Dixon looking the shape he's in there. And then they had the fight. And I was just laughing, like, Rocky's fighting like a boxer. Everybody was in there, was in there like uh, the spirit of Apollo. <laughs> and I'm like, all this time, and he he moving right, like he's still not putting his hands up, but he doing that, you know, he ducking his shoulder, moving his head, and you know, Mason just tagging him and just tagging him because like he's quicker or anything like that. But it's not, it's film like it's a fight, mm-hmm. not like I'm just swinging because you, you saw like Rocky three. Yeah. Like how clever like was fighting. You even saw Drago. Drago do like a jab here and there. They was just tagging each other. This was like, you know, jab and throw like that. And then Rocky, like after like a minute and a half, Rocky start hitting him. And you see Mason's face change. Like Mason, first he feel then he get pissed. He was feeling his ancestors get rocked. And then the first round end and Rocky all chilling like he in there. And Mason like, man got bricks in his gloves. <laughs> And I always lags. I remember that line. It was like this old man. And then he's like, you know, I warned him. I'm a like like I, this was supposed to be the exhibition. He really want to fight. I'm gonna fight him. Cause the second round come, and he just beats his brains out. Like the first time he knocked him out, Rocky flew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he knocked him down, then he knocked him down again. They like stay down, and then he gets up and Mason looking at him. And then that's when they start doing the montage music, and they just and I don't know who filmed it this way, because then sometimes they have like a black and white, but like the blood's red, mm-hmm. and it keeps going back and forth and how they film. Like this was amazing, because it was almost and I got how it looked like they just shot it like it was like a war. Yeah. And they would take, and they would, t- and they would just take you back for a couple of seconds to old fights, like mm-hmm. have flashbacks when he's fighting Clubber, mm-hmm. you know, making a pop up here. You see Adrian, like you know, and keep on. Rocky doesn't fall down the rest of the fight. 
after the second round. He don't. He doesn't get knocked down again. Did he get knocked down again? In the, uh... He stumbles a couple times. Like he grabs the ropes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple times he was getting knocked back to the '80s, but he never. He doesn't hit the ground again. So, and they going back and forth. Mason bloodied up. Oh, we have to be risk moderate fights close in the first place. Mason breaks his hand hitting Rocky's hip. And this is why a lot of people don't like the movie. That's the main reason. Rocky got rocks in his gut. What's the problem? No, because they basically the only reason the fight is credible is because Mason breaks one of his hands. And and some people is like, this is a crutch and this nonsense. And I'm like, that's the only way this is believable. Because it ain't no, like, Mason, the heavyweight champion of the world that's won, like, you like, 33-0 and 0 with 31 knockouts. It's like, I know Rocky in great shape. Rocky's still old. There's no way he going toe-to-toe with Mason, even if Mason didn't train like that, if Rock, if he doesn't have one of his hands broke. And so some people cool with that. It makes sense. And a lot of people have serious issues with that. Like, this is nonsense. Rocky should have been dead. And, we, and I just laugh because I'm like, you watch this fight. If Rocky wasn't his prime, he'd clean Mason Dixon's clock. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Like, you just can just tell, like, the way how they frame the fight. Because basically, like, you know, Rocky been, what, what Doris Duke say, that man has been through walls. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. And I've, I've got a problem with people having a problem with it because the reality is you want to go to the movies and you want to be taken away, but you also don't want your intelligence insulted, I guess, to a certain degree. So how else do you think Rocky is supposed to hang with the world champ at his age? Like you got, that's not a crutch. That that's common sense. Okay. He breaks his hand. That means for what did my man say? He said, your hand's going to be numb, but it'll, you know, eventually, you know, you're eventually, your hand will eventually get numb. But for right now, you just got to do what you got to do to try to stay in this fight. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how people really have a problem with it. That make that makes, that made it, that made yeah. it more believable. And they go on toe-to-toe, like, they're sitting on the corner and Mason peeking at Rocky, Rocky peeking at him, like, you know, what's going on? And you start seeing, like, Mason's, like, people thought he was, like, a chump. Like, you know, he wasn't, first time he run into, like, some conflict, he gonna fall apart. And to his credit, he don't. Like, he taking it, he, he giving it just out. Mm-hmm. And, he, and the music makes the fight, because it's, like, it's the music, like, Rocky 2 and Rocky yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like how they have it. And they just going back to back and they have the slow-mo and like Rocky hearing Mickey ghosts when he catch some right cross and his brain sort circuited and he's like, Remember what you told the kid? <laughs> you know, like get it ain't about how you get knocked down, but how you get back up. So like it's almost like he's talking to himself and they going all out. So it gets to the tenth round and the son is like, you know what, you've done enough. Just take care of yourself. You don't got anything else to prove. And Rocky's like I'm going out like I'm like I went in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it. he's like, all right, I'm with you. Let's just go. <laughs> Get out of here with that sweet shit. <laughs> yeah, but he, but kudos to him. It's like once he told him, like, he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, he's like, let's go. And then they about to start. He's like, you know, you're a crazy old man. And where I can say, you'll get there. Pretty much. And that tenth round is amazing because it's not the whole I'm just hit you and you just hit me. They had they fight. They they box. You know how normally final rounds be in Rocky movie. Yeah, like I'm just slug. Hey, 
and over again. It's like, no, they boxing and they jabbing each other and stomach out. In the last 30 seconds, they just going toe to toe like two Mexicans. <laughs> and they just in the center of the ring, no head movement, no body movement. They just trying, they just hitting each other for like a good. And I'm like, Rocky had a whole lot of energy. And Stallone had a whole lot of energy because it's like a good 30, 45 seconds. I'm just standing in the middle of the ring and I'm just throwing as many punches as possible. And it don't look sloppy. That stuff in the basement. He had to get it out. And then in the end, they hug each other. And then Marie come out. And then Rocky just bounced. They don't care about the score. They say split decision. And Mace like, what? <laughs> and Rocky is leaving. He, had, he does Rocky not care. Leave. He, I did what I had to do. I'm out. And he about to leave. They announced Mason's the winner. And then Rocky about to leave. And Paul like, go ahead, you know, turn around, get your celebration. Because Rocky was about to bump. Like, I did what I came to do. And yeah. Rocky just waved. And it's kind of like, you would have never known who won the fight based on the movie. Because the point wasn't to win. The point is to see if you could do it. Mm-hmm. it, it it's like, like Rocky won. Yeah. That, that's basically what it was. Like, I, I got I to gotta do this for me. I got to get this stuff off my chest. And I got to hang in there with the champ. And it was great because I, you could tell the way the movie was shot and the way it ended. He literally thought this was it for the Rocky Balboa character. He's almost he had a stick, you know, his little standing ovation from the crowd. Like, okay, we're good with this. And his and go out on a high note. And he and the fight ends, and then he, you know he goes to the gravesite one more time, drops the flowers off, and it's not all bitter and all sad before it's like hopeful. You know, like I'm I'm ready to move on with my life. And then the movie ends, and then you see like the montage of people climbing those stairs. Have you ever climbed those stairs? Yes, I have. Is it is it is, you know, is it difficult? Is it as high as it looks? Yeah. Hell, yes, it is. <laughs> I would not recommend running those if, unless you're in great shape. You will embarrass yourself and blow out an Achilles if you're not careful. Yes, I run those. I used I run those steps once or twice, and only once twice. Because if you live in Philly. You gotta at least run them once. It's like, you know, birthright. At least walk them because because it's like every. Oh, and then you need to talk about like you know you mad you mad they took your statue down. Oh yeah, he was, but he didn't want to say it. Because Paul is like, oh you know, oh you are that's something to prove you haven't peaked yet. <laughs> Paulie, they had some low key jokes. Yeah, and oh, because that's the that's the Rocky breakdown. And he, uh, I was like, oh man, this dude about to break down. Oh yeah, we were they were talking about like how he missed Adrian, and he was just like, that was so damn sad. He's like, I just miss it so much, and I know it's gonna hurt this much. And Rocky trying not to lose it, but you can tell he is not succeeding in this. And it's like, it's you don't see a lot of time like old like men aging by themselves. Cause a lot of times men got too much pride to show that, like yeah. the week in the, you know, Rocky's just struggling. Like he can't, he can't mentally do it. But he's tried to. And it's like all these things hard to remember Adrian because he misses Adrian and he can't like live life without her. And he dragging Paul in that, and Paul is like, these are not good memories for me. Stop torturing me. Yeah, I know I did this, but it's like I don't. I'm tired of having to do this. I don't have to do this anymore. And it's like, I'm only doing this because you are making me do this and I love you, but enough's enough. Like, we need closure. And Rocky don't want closure because he feels like it's kind of like that's closing a part of my life that I'll never find again and I'm not ready to give that up yet. And that's why the movie hits. Like, it's real. 
believable. It's like a lot of people go through that, and they don't know how to handle that. Yeah. yeah. Look at Sylvester Stallone, like, healing lives. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that when we get to Creed, I don't. I think we get a peak, but we don't get the full peak of Rocky as far as that goes because we. It's almost like because when we get the scene of him knowing about his cancer, he said, "You know, I'm a ghost, and all these people behind me are ghosts. Everybody's gone." It's almost like he regressed, but we still don't actually know. I mean, he moves forward, but it's like everybody died, and there's some left. And then, cause like Creed too, his son moves. Yeah. What the Hoover? So I don't know what happened between Rocky Balboa and the Creed movies, but it's like I'm sure Sylvester Stallone said, "I don't like avocado toast." Did Marie? Go- you know what it is? It's kind of like you guys. It's part of like it's a Rocky movie, but it's not. It's not a story about Rocky. Yeah. So you only get that little peek. Cause you don't know nothing about Mickey family, and Rocky's basically Mickey. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Unless somebody decided to do a prequel, which I hope they never do. Yeah, like the one thing about the Rocky movies is they one, they don't have a lot of people in there and they tend to focus on certain things. Like they'll focus on family when it matters. Like, you know, Apollo, you knew about his family once you were like Apollo was established. You know, nothing about Clever Lane, except for, you know, where he came from alone. I'm with the title alone. <laughs> <laughs> Drago, Drago background becomes a lot more important when Creed Two comes out. But before that, it's like I'm just this dude from Russia. I'm a I'm a national hero, and yeah, and that 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 matters more later. But at the time, you know, like you know, Tommy Gunn might as well been an orphan. Mason Dixon was like a I'm a human being. I had a life. I came from this. I'm the champ. But no one respects me. I want to be respected again. But it's not. Yeah, because like you never hear about Rocky parents, you know about Paul and Adrian, and that's basically like you knew about Mickey. And that was basically it. Like you know, Duke shows up almost like till the move till the movie's almost over, and he finally's there. Yeah, and it's like just the man I trusted. It's like because who else gonna train Rocky? Nobody. Himself. Think about it. It is it's, it's basically like you know this Rocky Balboa. It's only two people, and one of them been dead for for a long ass time. So it's only going to be Duke. And it's funny seeing how Tony Burton aged and how Sylvester Stallone aged. Because yeah. Tony Burton and like Rocky, Rocky Four looks a certain way. Mm. And Stallone looks a certain way. Tony Burton looks real old in this movie and Stallone doesn't. <laughs> right. But you know, so Stallone probably put money into it. Like, you know, he did love, you know, he did something. He paid. I don't know. Uh, I, I wonder about that because Carl Weathers, it's funny where he looked young and then he looked old and then he stopped aging. Like Carl Weathers aged like 10 years from like how he looked like Predator mm-hmm. and Action Jack. But he's looked since, you know, the 90s. He's basically looked that way. He's basically like I'm a middle aged old man. Even now, like him and Dolph Lundgren is kind of like, you know, they aged and then they stopped. And then certain people, like, you know, because Paulie looked like he about to kill over. Oh. Paulie looked look old, old. So, and then he was, what's he, what was he in? He was in something. Was he in The Sopranos? Who, Burt Young? Yeah. He popped up in something I was watching. 
recently, like this decade, like the past two or three years. I'm trying to think about what it was. I would have to look it up. Like he basically like, you know, I, I thought he was dead. And I don't know if it was like uh, SVU. It was some show he was on, some movie he was on, and he popped up. And I have I have to look on IMDb, but no. So yeah, Rocky Balboa, I forgot how good this movie was. If I was ranking the non-creed movies, just as fear as like overall, mm-hmm. you would have to convince me hard that, that Rocky one is a lot better than this one. I don't think it is. Man, that's what I was getting to yesterday. I think Rocky Balboa is a better movie than Rocky, but I understand why Rocky one is held with so much, you know, fanfare in the <laughs> Rocky was held that way because they didn't do movies like that and it was kinda like first. Mm-hmm. But it's for watch it. But like cause this movie is beginning to end, it tells a story and it's done. And there's no wasted time at all. No. At all. And Everything it's, it's, matters. It's, Everything every scene you get into is gonna matter for a reason. And you can show the whole thing is kind of like it's hard to watch the Rocky movies without nostalgia and like because like we all grew up on Rocky. But if you was like 17 and you try to watch Rocky 3 or Rocky 4, you're like, I don't know about this. It'd be like me watching. That's why I never liked the Karate Kid that much because I didn't watch it when it came out. So by the time I watched it, I was already grown. I'm like, this is junk. People used to get mad at me because I like I thought the remake with Jaden Smith was way better than this oh, trash. I'm mad was... with you right now, just saying something like that. I had that I had that one that listed for the hood movies. Oh man. But I'll say this, this is somebody, but I love Cobra Kai. So make it that what you will. And I didn't like the karate kid movies. But I love I need to catch up on season two, but I love I'm like Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because it's kind of like they took nostalgia the right way and they didn't just lean on it. They just used this kind of like this is the base of the story. We still tell the story. Rocky Balboa, you can just show because it's modern enough, even though it came out like what, 14, 13, 14 years ago. It's still modern enough that it holds up like the boxing scenes hold up. The story holds up. It just looks like a mo- it's the first Rocky movie that looks like a modern movie. That too. And I think also it was a great uh, bookend. To the to the Rocky saga, to his story, as far as you know, the fighting and all that stuff. Because you can look at if you go through it, and you can either just take you know five out or whatever. It's a story that goes plays well, I guess. And Rocky, our boy, just finishes it up because you're looking at the older Rocky. You're looking at the aged Rocky who has lost his wife, uh, lost his money. We'll say he lost his money. Uh, doesn't have a great relationship with the son that we saw he adored in the uh, other movies, the fifth and the uh, fourth movie. And then actually all, all of the movies, second and second to then. Now they don't have a great relationship. So you're seeing somebody who's aged, who's lived life, who had bad things happen, and who's still just living life. And it's just like, yeah, because we saw him when he was, we started to see him when he was young and, you know, we're not young, but in his prime, I guess. Yeah, he basically came full circle as like, and I think Stallone as a actor came full circle because it's kind of like acting wise, this is like the best out of the rock beside Creed one. This is probably the best acting that Stallone did in the Rocky movies because it's not over the top. It's real subtle. A lot of stuff he does, like mm-hmm. you know, Rocky, Rocky doesn't feel like a caricature. You're not making fun of you know. He still sees some silly stuff like that line about you know you meet on a cruise ship. 
<laughs> like Jamaica, oh Jamaica, European. Like this, that's still funny. Like he does enough stuff to realize it's Rocky, but it doesn't feel like he's like a caricature. He feels like a, a, a human being, like a fully formed human being, and not just like you know, I'm playing a stereotype. Like yeah. I'm just a big bug. And how he carries his grief and everything, and his hope and stuff is just like it's. There's a reason you can watch these movies and like cheer for them in the movie theater and not feel a certain way, like not feel bad doing it. And yeah, they could have ended this and it'd have been fine. It's just funny, like I would have never guessed we was gonna get Creed. Oh, nobody did. <laughs> and, then, and when it happened, people was kind of like, I mean, I guess we can wrap up soon. I remember when they announced Creed, people was like, I don't. They were like, I don't know. People, a lot of people are like, I'm not sure. You mean the dude from The Wire that was in Fantastic Four? Um, and, like, people didn't see... Like, if you didn't see Fruitvale Station, you didn't know who Ryan Coogler was, and you know how good Michael B. Jordan was. Because, like, people, I remember him on The Wire, but I forgot he was on The Wire. I'm like, oh, yeah, Wallace. I didn't realize he grew up, because I'm like, he looked a lot different on The Wire than he does now. But, of course, he was a kid on The Wire. Yeah. He's, like, grown up now. And it's like, okay, it's... Isn't the storyline intriguing? It's like the son of Apollo Creed being trained by Rocky, but then it's like, you know, you really want to do remakes and sequels and stuff and everything. It was a whole, is it necessary? Because Rocky Balboa seemed like it was a perfect way to end it. And now it's like, oh, you don't come up with any new ideas and now you're doing this. And then it came out and it's, hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to say anything. Like it came out, people like, oh, never mind. It's a, it's, a, it's a thing now. Um, but you know what? Before we leave, I think next week, we're going to put a pin before we get to the last two Creed movies. And I really want to start the Hood Classics. So we're going to jump into New Jack City next week. Just a pin for next week. I just want to get the ball rolling on it. I guess Creed technically counts as Hood Classics. So. Yeah, and that's what I was figuring. I was like, well, you know, the Hood loves Creed, so we can always just ease right back into that but we gotta jump into him because i'm getting i'm getting some more requests man i'm getting some more requests from that thing on me endless there's so many movies you can do but of course of course it's gonna be like new jack city is gonna be the first one because that's one that's one of the first movies i saw in the movie theater listen with new jack city new jack city is i don't know it's just <laughs> i love that movie i love it. i've seen it so many times it's just one of those movies i can have in the background and just play and just, just know every line. It's, know every it's line. Black Starface. Yeah. You rooting for the, you rooting for the villains. Yeah, pretty much. And it says a lot that parties rooting against Ice T, and it's Ice Ice T wasn't no cornball, and that's like Ice T was Ice T. You didn't tell me about surviving the game, but we'll I'll talk to you off air about that. It's just, I mean, is it weird because it was like the one you had the whole thing like we used to Ice T being Mr. Gangster Man being a cop. Yeah. For SVU is like that was just a whole thing, and people forget how great, not even good, how great Wesley Snipes was in his prime. Like Wesley Snipes had the ability, like if you were not your A game, to blow you off the screen. That's, um. You know, yes. We have not had a black actor that had that combination of like acting skills and action skills. We haven't had one since him. Yeah, because if you go and look, I, some of the scenes that you look when he's with a lot of people, and 
it's just like yo, he's swallowing up the scenes. Like, <laughs> what happened to G, what happened to G Money? What happened to Alan Payne? Didn't people think he was gonna be somebody? I didn't, but I get why people thought he no, was. People thought it's like you know, cause he could hold his own as best as he could with Wesley Snipes, and then he was in like Jason's Litter. Yeah. And then next time you see him was in House of Pain when Tyler Perry gave him a job because it's like he just vanished. And I'm like, what happened? But I don't like the thing about it is I don't think Jason's Lyric is a good movie. I hate that movie. I guess we ain't doing our hood classics. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I will not. <laughs> I hate that movie with a passion. <laughs> no, but it's, you know, that movie, of course, we're going to do New Jack City because of the cast. You know, Chris Rock, Godfather, and some more Van people. Even somebody like Russell Wong's in that movie. I forgot that's him. Like, if you seen like Vanishing Son or um, Romeo Must Die, because he's like the, he's the wow. main villain. He's like, yes, <laughs> that's him. I Looking sharp as that coat. Yes, that's the same thing. I never noticed that. Mm-hmm. It took me a while too, cause I'm like, this Asian dude's familiar, cause I know like he wasn't a thing when that when New Jack City came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But I remember whenever I watched New Jack City, I was full, cause like, one, you didn't see a lot of Asian like men, period. And he was like cool. He was the computer tech guy. He was tough and everything like that, but not no kung fu dude. Mm-hmm. But not like you know that show, Vance and Son. And then Roma I'm like, wait a second. I almost felt like, um. Uh, King was like, I know I've seen him before, Keish. Like, I know I've seen that guy. I'm like, I know I've seen this dude. Like, That's the same dude. Yep. That's the same guy, Russell Wong. So, yes. Like, and you got a whole bunch of people like that. You know, like, if you saw Judd Nelson, like, you know, The Breakfast Club or stuff like that. And then you pop, like, I didn't see him in those movies. I heard the name. I'm like, I first thought he was light skinned. Before I knew who Judd Nelson was, I'm like, Who's this light skinned dude? Mm-mm. <laughs> like, so no, so new and of course Chris Rock. Oh, goddamn Pookie. Pookie. Uh, Pookie, Pookie. Yeah, so I figured we're gonna jump into it because for some reason that's the thing people uh, love. You know, because it's classic, and yeah. also this is we that turned the tide to bring brown skinned brothers back in the game. Because remember, light skinned dudes was dominating the '80s up until this. This is the, the and he bullied both G Money and Christopher Williams himself. Well, Christopher <laughs> Williams, man, the educated brother, mm-hmm. the bank. but yeah, that's I never fun. <laughs> yeah, I never liked you anyway, pretty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm looking. Oh, I'm looking forward to New Jack City. So I know I have it on DVD. I don't even think it's. I think it's out on Blu-ray. But I, I definitely got on DVD. You so. still you still doing that DVD thing, huh? I'm going to convert you into digital eventually. No, cause I don't have it on digital. That's why I'm not. I'm not rent. If I got a, if I still got the DVD, why am I gonna spend two or three hours to rent it? No, but I'm saying you could, uh, you could convert it to digital on um, Voodoo. Like doing all, I, I did that for like two months. Like doing all. Man, that. you sounding like Paulie and Rocky. Man, move forward. No, technology make me weird. Come on, like no. I can just pop. You know what else I can do? I can go upstairs because I have all my movies in alphabetical order. I can go upstairs, grab the DVD, put it in my Blu-ray player, and watch it. Non-compressed, lossless sound, looking the way it's supposed to look. Because I'm a purist. 
and there's nothing wrong with it. So you got a little hipster in you. That's fine though. Let me find. Oh, it's, it's called no. It's called. I had one shoddy internet, so I feel like dealing with that. It's like yeah, stream is fine if your internet's fine. If your internet ain't fine, your stream ain't fine. See, I just feel like uh, yeah. I I got a yeah. A bunch of people tell me their internet is sh- shitty. So, yeah, you would I think. Can, you, might, you would think. If you lived in a city in America, that wouldn't be an issue. I thought so, too. So I moved in my house. And they said, oh, don't worry. You'll get good internet one day. And it's been six years and counting. I still haven't gotten that shit. They, they lied to me. So, no. I still got dial-up. <laughs> 10 microbits. And it just boosts up to 10 uh, megabits per second. I don't got 100. I only got 50. I only got 30. I got 10. And it's really eight and a half on a good day. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do so better. tell me again about the powers of digital streaming and how that would just make my life better. Well, I just keep it to myself. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I just thought, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay. I get yeah. it some places, you know, but big uh-huh. cities? No. Oh, what'd you say? Yeah, nothing. Because that's what I got. Nothing. <laughs> a million dollar a week business. Reduce the rubble. <laughs> that's, that's basically when I moved. I had real good and then I moved here. I got nothing like Nino Brown. So, no, New Jack, of course, New Jack City be first because every person that's black has seen New Jack City and New Jack City is inspired so much, including a legendary Martin episode and probably Belly, for better or worse. For worse, but I like Belly for what it was. A lot of people like Belly and it's kind of like Belly something that you like that's not really good. Yeah. Because you got to explain because we can wrap all that. You ever try explaining Belly to somebody? No, but after we had talked about the whole Method Man, <laughs> how did Method Man get to New York so fast? No, because what's what's the plot? Basically, it's this new type of heroin that DMX want to get, and basically that's the whole point. I want to I want to make more money, and Nas trying to get out the game and move to Africa. That's, that's not, the plot. That's not really the. Is that? Yeah, that's the whole point. They they gangsters that work together. Yeah, I get that. The gangsters that work. Yeah, Nas is disillusioned. He like I ain't trying to do this the rest of my life. So I'm thinking about moving, getting out the game. I need you know, take my wife and my seat. You know, I'm not. I'm going back, live in Africa. Then see what country. And that's what you want to do. And DMX watch Kurt Loder talking about this new type of dope. And he's like, I'm trying to get in this and make this more money. So I'm gonna borrow from Ox, and we can flip these bricks in Nebraska. And stuff and stuff happens. That's basically the whole and up until the point where DMS becomes a government agent to, to knock off the minister. To knock off the minister. Yeah. That's <sighs> I don't know this that's a will be like um Fart Muhammad. That's I'm, I know who that's supposed to be. They don't come out and say it, but it's basically like, you know, like the pseudo nation, like you know, he doing a speech at uni on New Year's Eve. We can't let black and white people be together. We got to cut this shit out. <laughs> and we're going to do we're going to use a black face to do it. Like somebody heard that Ice Cube song. <laughs> it's like, let's make this into a movie plot. You know what? You know what's the worst thing about Belly? The last 30 minutes because it is a shit show. And, and I just continually watch it. First of all, okay, you mean the part where DMX is recruited? The part where Method Man will get revenge? Everything after Method Man got shot, got shot and got in the car and drove away is a shit show. It's just, yeah, everything's like, bad. 
Because it's like three different storylines going on. Because like Nas is ready to bounce on out. And he almost gets shot. Like he's you know, at the barbershop. Like I definitely need to go out. Um, Powers in jail. Plotting with Method Man get revenge. Because they left him in jail. Even though he wasn't supposed to call. Like somehow was supposed to make a call at the house they weren't supposed to. That's how they got arrested. So that's going on. Ox is dealing with his stuff. Like Jamaica mad. Because they killed the head cheese in charge. So they're doing all that. Yeah, it's like all these things going, and none of it makes sense. And and I'll just wrap up. DMX was a dirtbag in that movie. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Cause and a pedophile. Let's not forget that part. Cause he messing with the um, who's the young girl? I can't remember. I know she was sixteen. She yeah, like I know she was part of like murder. And, oh, we've been dating since. No, when she's 16 by the by the time tomorrow, because when she say like we I knew him since I was what 14, something like that. That's I mean, the first that's who taught me how to kiss. Yeah, that's who taught me how to kiss. And it's like ew. <laughs> I sucked this dick the night before last. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, and Sorry, that's, things ain't working out for you two. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, what the and hell? And that's what and that's when everybody had a crush for Terrell Hicks. That's why Cam named his car Keisha, because she was walking around, you know, Megan Thee Stallion 1.0. <laughs> Even though she had way too much Vaseline on her face. Like, um, Height Woods, I know you you a visionary, but why you have her out there looking all greasy like a ham hock? Like, it was not looking good on camera. Uh, he thought it did. Thought he was making the music. No, it plays. It plays better for the music videos than it did the movie. No, it's just like the visuals fine. Like she just, you know, I'm about to make a joke. Like he ain't used to having like brown women in his music videos, so he don't know how to film them. Because we know how we know how rap videos used to look, or I say used to still look about how color tones are. So maybe that maybe that's my excuse I give to him. But yeah, every time I was like. They got her looking greasy as hell. You remember those old music videos? Like it was just light skin and Asians, uh, black yeah. and Asians, and but you never saw the dark skin. And it's still like that. And it's kind of like I don't know if the conversation for it, it's gonna come up on our show, but it's just like I wonder how many of us have been because I know it definitely influenced me because I grew up on rap videos, and that's all I saw. Mm-hmm. Like a good time frame. I think I, I think I remember. The, the the visual I always remember is ice cream. When they had like the, they had the dark they had dark skin girls in the video. That's yeah. that's the that's the one thing oh, I remember. Heavy D had to do a song. Oh shit! I forgot all about that. Yep. At coffee, no sugar, no cream. Like unless somebody did a song specifically saying we like brown skin women too, you never saw them or you just saw one. You just saw. Everything else over and over. And people say, Oh, what's the big deal? I'm like, if you never see a certain skin tone when they brag about beauty when you a kid, by the time you're an adult, that's gonna like it's a reason why women feel the certain way they feel about us. Like, y'all get some money, y'all start dating women that look a certain way. It's like they ain't wrong. But it's like kind of like you get you almost get indoctrinated that shit. Yeah. And I and I didn't even think about it until I was in my talk. I'm like, yeah, I'll be watching BT and V and they all and it wasn't like it didn't matter what race it was, they all looked like the same complexion. All of them. They just all like, you know, long hair. They look like the color like butter pecan ice cream. 
Yeah, it's tough yeah. out there. It was t- it's tough. Still tough yeah. in those music videos. Uh-huh. But, uh, and you but know it, who copied that? The CW Network. You know what I'm watch saying? Yeah, watch all them comic shows and look how they all. Yeah, you tell me. You tell me, Chief. All I know is Black Lightning is hanging, is doing his damn until, thing. Until Black Lightning came, they all looked a certain way. And if they were brown skin, they were villains up until Black Lightning. Well, we'll close out on that. So next week, everybody, you know what to expect. It won't be Creed. We're going to put a pin <laughs> in that. It's going to be New Jack City. We're going to start the hood movies. Living um, just enough. <laughs> that's what we doing <laughs> if you want to catch me on social media you know what it is Jeff versus the world on Twitter and Facebook and if you have a question comments or movies you would like us to review you can leave them at Jeff versus the world at yahoo.com and Shahid tell them your information one time you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Philly drugs that is Philly underscore drugs you can also find me doing podcasts on the stunt granny network on we watch stuff and until next week get ready New Jack City peace <laughs>